0: Welcome back everybody to another edition of the Grace Over Grind podcast. I am so excited because this is the final edition um, in this four-part series of I quit gracefully resigning from your job. I don't know about you, but I love being able to bring you series. Um, I love how they build off of one another. And if you love it too, Be sure to let me know, slide into my DMs. And above all else, I want to make sure that, um, you know, give me some additional feedback. Is there something or a specific topic you're interested in? Um, Is there a series you'd like for me to tackle? And please consider giving this a five-star review. Again, this is the final of the four-part series of I Quit Gracefully Resigning. And it's all about quitting a job you love. So so let's get into this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Grace Over Grime podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lacey C. Robbins of Robbins Nest Consulting, founder of the Everyday Business Conference, consultant to small and mid sized businesses, and coach to women who are ready to use their knowledge, background, and expertise to build a platform and make more money. So when you saw this particular episode, you might have been thinking to yourself, why in the world would I ever want to quit a job that I love? And I know you might be thinking to yourself, if it's a job that I love, I want to stay there forever. (laughs) But believe it or not, even if you do have a job that you love, and we all hopefully by now, if you're listening to this podcast, you've at least had a job that you've loved along the way. But you may find yourself trying to decide, should I quit this job that I love? So in today's episode, I really want to get into seven different reasons to consider why you might want to quit a job that you love. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, the previous um, installments of this particular series, I encourage you to do so all month long. I've been talking about quitting gracefully and how to do so starting off with what to do before you quit the do's and don'ts of quitting. Last week's episode was all about um, quitting a job that you hate so it only seemed fitting that we get into talking more about a job that you love. And here's the number one reason more money. Yep. <laughs> At the end of the day, it may even seem the most obvious reason to quit a job. Um, because you know, basically you need money to survive. The Bible says money is the answer to all things, and if you don't have the money, to pay your bills, um, and if you feel like you're stressed and just getting by a little bit each month, this may be very well a reason to start to search for a new job or quit the one that you already have. Now, a lot of times we could be working in a career or a job that we really, really love, but they're just not able to pay you what your market value is. Unfortunately, a lot of times this is nonprofit work. This may even be education. The jobs that seem to mean the most that, um, you know, and that obviously I don't say that to offend anyone, but um, if you happen to disagree, but the jobs that seem to make like a great life's impact, social work, for example, or, you know, an individual who might, um, you're working in the nonprofit sector, right? Uh, community building. A lot of times, these particular jobs aren't always mm, six-figure jobs. And this being the case, this might be a reason that you decide to move on. But before you decide to move on, be sure that you understand it's important to know that if you are actually going to be getting a bigger paycheck by making this move, because you could find yourself in a new job, and yes, it's making more money, but all money ain't good money, sis as they say, and you could end up being in a job that you hate and nobody really wants that, right? You wanna be in positions, you wanna find yourself in positions that if you do happen to make this job career, this job shift for more money, it's also going to be for a job that you enjoy and a job that you maybe even be considering wanting to stay with long-term. Now I know for myself, and I'm gonna share a lot about my own uh, personal background. When I quit a job that I loved, um, you know, money definitely played a part of it. Coming back from the United, uh, coming back to the United States after living in Europe, one of my very first jobs, um, I'd say career-based jobs, was working at the Milwaukee Art Museum. To this day, even with the finding of um, the startup of Nest Consulting, some other businesses my husband and I have embarked upon. Working at the Milwaukee Art Museum is still one of my favorite jobs of all time. However, working in the arts, which is also a nonprofit, uh, museums are nonprofit typically, it just did not pay a lot of money. And so, you know, I got to a point where I had to make a decision. Do I continue to live here in Milwaukee and work this job? Or do I, reason number two, to quit a job you love, consider moving elsewhere. If you are thinking to yourself, I really don't want to live in my city anymore. I really want to think about moving someplace else. You've dreamed of relocating to a new town, a new city. Um, This could be the opportunity to do so. When you're thinking to yourself, I really am ready to move to a new city, um, get out of maybe like the small town, move closer to family. Move further from family, whatever the case might be, these are all good reasons to consider quitting. For me personally, it was going to be moving to a new city because it would have allowed me um, you know to advance in my career, but then also potentially make more money as well. I was actually looking at moving to a museum in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is another story for another day, but somewhere in there, I happened to cross paths with Pastor Robbins, yada, yada, yada. I'm married now. I'm definitely not moving from Milwaukee. But again, I digress. <laughs> but, ladies, nevertheless, I had in my mind moving to this new city would really give me an opportunity to not only expand my skill set, but make more money. Now, here's a caveat. Be careful with city hopping because you also have to keep in mind the cost of living for the city that you're considering. Um, So for instance, leaving from a Milwaukee and moving to mm, a DC, for instance, the pay on paper may look like it's worth, or I would be making a lot more money, but in actuality, I might even be taking a step back because the cost of living is so much different now, if you're not sure how to figure out you know, the cost of living differences, there are a lot of apps out there, various websites out there where you can type in you know, either the current career you have, the career you're moving towards, your current salary, and what that salary would look like in the city that you're considering. I highly, highly, highly recommend doing that before you decide to totally jump ship. Okay, here is reason number three and this is one when I left my last job after being recruited by a headhunter to move into a role um, that was as an executive director for a local nonprofit, is better work-life balance. Now, as you know, and you hear me often say, work-life balance does not exist, right? But we wanna think about uh, work-life effectiveness, work-life efficiency. We want to also remember that there pretty much comes sometimes when you just simply have to drop the ball, right? You guys hear me talk about Tiffany Dufu's book all the time, Drop the Ball, Achieving More by Doing Less, and it still rings true. If this job that you currently have is getting in the way of the life that you love, this is a reason to quit, sis. This is a reason to move on. I know it might be hard to hear, Especially if this is the type of job that you have been working hard for, climbing the corporate ladder in stilettos, and looking to be able to do more. It also could be a challenge to quit this job to get better work-life balance if you are living up to the expectations of someone else. If you have a family member, for instance, who's telling you, this is a dream job, why in the world would you walk away from this? You have to really make a decision for yourself. Who am I living for? Am I living for them or am I living for me? In this previous role, I found myself, um, you know, not as happy as I would have liked to have been in the job. And so I would go in really, really early so that I would be able to have the afternoons all to myself and not have to be there in the office. Um, You know, I also remember when I was an elementary school principal working 12 hour days, seven to seven easily uh, because, you know, there was so much to be done, but I did not have the work-life balance. If you love the job, but hate the commute, that's an example of work, work-life balance or a lack of work-life design, work-life efficiency. If you're being pulled into many different directions, trying to balance between your job, your family. I know some of my listeners, we also have children. And so all of these are factors or maybe even Red flags as to it's time to consider another job option that may be better fit for your life. I do know, and I have um, had conversations with various women who they took a step down in the corporate ladder because they wanted to be able to be there for their families, to be able to see their children grow up, not miss any more recitals, right? All of those things. And so that's a decision you have to be be able to make for yourself. However, Especially for those of you who have spouses, I would encourage you to have that conversation with your spouse in advance so that you're not just solely making that decision by yourself. Because while you are striving to achieve more work-life balance, this could also impact the bottom line of the dollars and cents that are coming into your household, which then could potentially lead to more stress. So this is important. This is yet another reason why it's so important. That if you decide, okay, I'm going to quit this job because I want better work-life design. What does that work-life design now look like? How does it morph? And what are the things that you need to consider? Now, if you need some support with a professional pivot, one of my programs that I have is Awakening, a blueprint to find the leader in you. And I will make sure and add that link to the show notes because in this four-week program, it's actually over the course of two months, we take a deeper dive and look at where are the areas of your life that are perhaps out of sync and what is the career that you need to be making a move towards so that you can make sure you're creating a work and a life that you love. So again, I'll make sure to put that into the show notes for those of you who may be interested in learning a little bit more about that opportunity as to how we can partner together. Here's number four as to um, out of the seven reasons why you should quit a job that you love. Better long-term prospects. Now, you may find yourself, and and really number four and number five go together, um, but you may find yourself stuck. You might be on the career ladder that is going nowhere. And nobody wants to think about that, but if you're in, for instance, um, a smaller organization, there may just not be any place for you to go, which is number five. There's nowhere left to go. If you're already at the top of your game, you're already maxed out in your accomplishments, you've already at the top of your department, Um, if the future of the company isn't shaping up to what you expected, these are all reasons that you may wanna consider finding someplace else that's going to better align with what you're looking for and what your goals are. Now, again, you want to think about is this really the best time for me to be making this move, right? Remember, it never hurts to see what's available and what else that you can do. But also keep in mind, if you're looking for better long-term prospects and there's nowhere left to go in the company you're already in, this may be a great opportunity for you to have a conversation with your boss or with a mentor to figure out what are my next best options. you to know that you do not have to do this alone. Ladies, please understand that your tribe of like-minded, faith-filled women from around the world, we are here and we are at the Sister City Circles. Right now, the waiting list is open. Applications are being accepted for the current cohort of Sister City Circles. You can learn more of how to be your best self, how to connect with other faith-filled women, and how to join such a dynamic group of women who are ready to build themselves spiritually, physically, professionally, as well as a couple bonus experiences, be sure to visit robinsnestconsulting.com forward slash SCC to learn more. Now let's get back into this episode. If you're not 100% sure if this is the right time, take a look at your track record as to when you've been in this organization. Here's a ninja move for you. Were you expecting a promotion and you didn't get it? Or have you been looked over for a promotion? Or if you find yourself training every new person that comes on board, these are huge signals that it may be time to move on. Sometimes they will lean on you to be the expert corporate trainer of all new staff that's coming on board because you have been there for so long or you do know how to do everything, including fix the copy machine, right? But when those certain things happen, does that mean that they are using you and your or you know tapping into rather than using you, but tapping into your skill set to the best of what's your ability. This is when you have to really decide for yourself, okay, boss, I'm having this conversation with you, with a supervisor. What are my long-term prospects? Do not be afraid to go in and have that conversation with your supervisor. Part of their role when a person is in charge is to ensure that you are growing as well as an employee of the organization. If you work in a company that does not have some sort of professional development plan for you or opportunities that allow you to grow, or if they don't have it mapped out and you go to the boss and asking them, Hey, I would be interested in taking this on or learning this, or I'm seeking coaching in this area and it's not supported. This may be a chance for you to move on. Um, You know, these are all telltale signs, especially if this is again, there's nowhere left to go within the company. A lot of times, again, it could be either a small organization or even a small department, which limits where you can go. And you should really consider at that point, sis, simply move into a different company so that you can get the career growth that you want. And moving to that new company could give you the career growth that you've been seeking over the years. Here is number six. You simply want to try something different. (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, first off, thank you. Thank you so much for doing so. But second of all, you may be familiar with my story. After 11 years in the same industry, I quit my job and I moved to Europe, Italy to be specific, Florence, Italy to be precise. Why did I make the decision to do that? Because I was burned all the way out and was ready to try something different. I wanted to try art, I wanted to study um, Italian, I wanted to eat my way across Europe, and that's exactly what I did. I tried something different. I was like right in the middle of my, or the beginning, early years of my 30s, so I just really wanted to try some something different. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be, uh, you know, near retirement. You might be just coming out of college. There's nothing wrong with checking into alternative career paths, why you still have time to do so, because you never run out of time until you're dead. There's a book, 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller, that I love, 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 and it was one of the books that I read that gave me the permission I had been looking for to be able to quit this job, to be able to, after 11 years in the same field, after studying to earn my doctorate degree in leadership, I said to myself, I'm ready to do something different. I sought God's face. I pressed into prayer and just really started seeking What is it that he would want me to do? You have to realize that alternative career paths are available for you. There's something that's called transferable skills. And again, in my awakening program, this is something that we take a closer look at. And with these transferable skills, this is what allowed me personally to move from the field of education into nonprofits, into for-profit work, as well as into coaching and consulting. You, we so many times we put ourselves into these boxes because we think there isn't anything I possibly could do. I must stay in this career because this is the degree that I have, or this is what I've been doing for so many years, this is what's expected of me. And sis, I'm here to tell you that is not true. Don't listen to the lie, believe your own hype, and trust me when I say you can pivot in your career by quitting a job that you love to do something that you would like to do as well, right? Is there something that you want to do while you still can, while you are still in the job that you love could be a great way that you can start figuring out what you want to do when you quote grow up, right? So here's a tip that I would encourage you to try. This is one of the things that I learned in the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller. Before I left for Europe, I honestly thought I want to do interior design. I love all things design. I love decorating homes. Even to this day, I still love, you know, my husband and I right now, we're preparing to throw some paint on the walls. Well, I'm not painting and neither is he, but you get my point. We're going to bring a painter in to put some paint on the walls and we're picking out colors and we're going through all the things of design. And I love every bit and every part of that. Right. So to me, I thought, well, surely I think I want to leave education to become an interior designer. Well, the book recommends that you create or have a um, an interview with someone who's already in the field before you make the decision to jump ship and go into that field. That was some of the best advice I could have ever read in my life. So I not only had that career interview with a lady who was in interior design And I thought to myself, especially after meeting with her, seeing what her process was, what her average day was like, I'm like, this is for me. Yes, yes, yes. I am ready to go into interior design. Sign me up. This is going to be amazing. Well, keep listening, sis. So I had applied for the local um, university art school there. Watkins um, Interior Art and Design School. And I got into the school, I got in with a scholarship. So I was really excited about all the things before, but before my classes were to officially begin, I said, because I'm following this recommendation and guidelines from the book, excuse me, to take like a trial class, right? So I took two classes, illustration, and computer aided drafting or CAD one as it was referred to. The illustration class was amazing. I was doing great work. I was, my skill, my hand was getting stronger as far as illustration was concerned. I'm using all these like art art based comments um, for all my artists who are listening, all my creatives. And my hand was getting stronger. And I thought to myself, yes, this is going to be amazing. I'm loving the illustration, and this is definitely a part of being an interior designer because you need to be able to create sketches for your clients. This is perfect. But then on the other night, I would have computer-aided drafting class. It was a sad state of affairs. There's no other way I can describe it. I remember sitting there after class number one thinking, I thought that was CAD one. Did I miss the prerequisite? Did I miss a class before this class? I've, I've been here since the beginning, since the very first class, since class started at 6.01. I was here in my seat, ready to go. Why do I understand anything? Right? And so it quickly was a wake up call for me that this may not be the career choice and change that I was thinking I wanted to make and that I was hoping for. Now, (laughs) I hope you got a little tickle out of my um, experience, but I share all of that to be able to say, had I just jumped ship, went ahead and quit my job, went to school for interior design... I may have actually been moving from a career that I loved which was education and you know seeing the next generation of children um you know be successful to a career that mm, was just kind of okay and maybe I didn't feel my best and most successful right this is why it's so important to you know take various inventories or like a career test they even call them a strengths finder being able to decide What is going to be the best thing for me? The biggest thing I want to remind you of, if you're listening, lean in, is that it's never too late to start over. I'm going to say that again. It's never too late to start over. Please don't believe the lie that is disputed and repeated again and again and again, that if this is the career you have, you have to stick with it. Since I graduated from college, I have been a teacher, I have been an assistant principal, I have been a principal, I've worked in museums as a coordinator, as a, a manager, um, I've worked in nonprofits as a vice president, as a president and CEO. So, you see, you can take various trajectories. You do not have to be stuck in a career that you love that may not actually even be going anywhere especially when you're ready to try something different. So many times our mindset is what can be holding us back and you can simply start to pivot that mindset. If you are looking for someone to give you permission to try something different, listen, this is the sign you've been looking for. This is the episode. I'm telling you, this is the permission. Give it to yourself. You don't need anyone to give it to you. Mm, Did you hear that part? Let me say it again. Give it to yourself. You don't need anyone to give you permission to do something different. It simply can begin today within. Here's the final reason as to why you might be loving your job, but it's time to move on from the job. Why you might need to quit a job that you love because you're about to get fired. I know you may have not been expecting that as one of the seven reasons, but you're about to get fired. You love this job, but the job doesn't love you, right? And if you're not getting along with your boss or some of your colleagues, or you simply can't do the job as well as what the expectation is, you may wanna consider a chance to move on. Do not hold a company back or even yourself for working a job that you just aren't bringing your best. You want to shine. You were born to do so, hello. And since you were born to do so, you want to shine in all areas. If you're not 100% sure if this is a job that doesn't love you back, start looking at the signs. There may be some. (laughs) If the conversation shifts when you walk into the room or perhaps your boss doesn't have a lot of time for you, or maybe you simply are feeling overwhelmed and, um, you know, a little burnt out when you're going to, to the job each day. All of these are signs that it may, be so, it may be time to consider a move. All right. Plain and simple. Embrace it. No judgment because you definitely don't want getting fired on your resume. But if you do happen to have a career transition, there are ways that you can list it and be able to share it. And if you haven't downloaded my free LinkedIn audit, be sure to do so by visiting the link in the bio, and that will allow you to, uh, the link in the show notes, excuse me, and that would allow you to, um, you know, start to do some cross-checking so that you can be prepared. (laughs) So here's a wrap. If you find yourself, again, in the job that you love and you're ready to quit, remember this, get ready to job search confidentially it's very important to keep the job search to yourself. This is a theme that I hope you heard through every single uh, episode because until you have another position lined up, you do not want to risk losing the position that you already have. Just because everyone at work loves you, it doesn't mean that they won't be upset if you decide to pursue another opportunity. So this is part of the reason why it's so important to keep it confidential and when it does come time for you to leave your job that you love your colleagues your boss it can really be hard on everyone when you turn on your resignation so be prepared for that if you need a little bit more help know that i'm definitely here standing ready to do so i got your back sis you're not in this thing alone and i hope that you have enjoyed this four-part series again i invite you to please consider Giving it a five star review. And if there's a series that you'd like me to tackle, slide into my DMs at Dr. Lacey C. Robbins on IG or via LinkedIn and let's keep this conversation going. What are some things that you might add as to a reason why to quit a job that you love? I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for joining. And as I always say, from process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Thanks again and I'll see you soon.